Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Life and Purpose, with me, Wanjiko Kiari. In this podcast, we shall be having real conversations and stories on the journey to self-discovery, evolution, learning, and personal development. Do you ever question your existence? I do, and I'd like to invite you for us to share, learn, and to live and be the best version of ourselves. So join me. Welcome to the Life and Purpose podcast, Mercy. Um, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Uh, when somebody meets Mercy, who do they meet? Thank you very much for this opportunity. I appreciate this. My name is Mercy Adu. I am a child of God, a mother of three. I am a sister and a daughter. Yes. Okay, great. Um, it's amazing how we met. <laughs> Should we tell them? <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Yeah, so we both are fans of Biko Zulu. Yes. And uh, I think two weeks ago, by the date of this recording, he published this story about this young man. Do you remember his name? His Mwai. Mwai, yes. yes who has a phenomenal story of yes. having seen it all and come out. You know, I think he's gone through anything, everything somebody can go through. Yes life mm. and so his story was very inspirational and of course Biko had really captured it and down there mostly had a comment <laughs> yes <laughs> about her life yes um so I have read Biko Zulu for the longest time I write from when he was still writing for our university magazine and to this point and I really comment I've commented once in a while at some point I'd made it a habit to comment once a year mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, but my story really stood out for me. And I guess it's because it's, uh, I identified with it. Uh, having lived what he had defined as success, a successful life for himself, and then realizing, okay, not really realizing, but at some point that successful life didn't work out for him. And then he had to get to a point where he asked himself, what what is it that I have that I can do? So I identified with it in that Moi said he feels really fulfilled right now in his, um, it's a small venture and business. He's making just enough money to pay his uh, his rent and his upkeep, but he, he has never been happier. Yeah. He feels like he's living his purpose. So that, I, I really connected with that because for a while I have been asking myself the why am I here question? Why why was I created? And is my career in any way, what I do day to day, is it relating with what God has in store for me? And honestly, the, the, the answer to that has been a resounding no. For the longest time, I have not felt you know, fulfilled by the career path I had, I had chosen or I found myself on. So I identified with that because I, at the beginning of August, um, in the middle of a pandemic, I decided to resign from my job. <laughs> we are going to get there. <laughs> yes, you, you made that bold decision. And when I saw your comment, Mercy, I really was like, wow, first, this lady is very brave. <laughs> Already having a very a story of bravery and coming out to to say that you know what all these things don't matter the simplicity of life yes is you know what makes you happy yes and I read your comment and I was like I'm gonna reach out to this lady because I'm a big believer of life being a journey mm. and uh, being bold enough to say that you know what I realize that what I have been doing is not actually aligned with my purpose so I'm willing to uh, with fear but bravely uh, take a decision. 
decision to step out and do things that align with my purpose. Yes. I was like, I'm going to reach out. And I did and shared my email. And yeah, yeah. the rest is history. Yes. <laughs> yes. So before we get into all that career stuff, give mm. us a bit about your background. How was it growing up? Um, what kind of a family did you grow up in? How was it? How was life growing up? Uh, life growing up was was pretty pretty simple. Um, okay, okay, my dad was a teacher for the longest time until he retired. Uh, my mom moved into the education ministry at some point mm-hmm. and stopped teaching. And I come from a family of we are seven siblings, six girls, uh, one boy. It, it was simple. It's it's life. It's you know no pressure. Mm-hmm. Really, it, it was a very simple life. A close knit family and. Uh, I think the other thing is we <laughs> we we have a tendency of the high achievers, uh we like to call it, or rather I'd like to call it the aduji, mm-hmm. high achievers. We want to, whatever we do, we need to achieve really, really high. And that that has been driving me for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So when I was in high school, so by the time I was in high school, I I had three dreams of what I want to get into as a career. Mm-hmm. And maybe that should have said something to me <laughs> at that point because really three, that's quite a number. Yeah. So I wanted to be a computer scientist. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a lawyer and I wanted to, I wanted to be a model. Wow. So I wanted to marry the three somehow. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up for my undergraduate degree, I ended up doing uh, computer science. I studied computer science. And I majored in management information systems. So I moved away from the very technical side of computers <laughs> to management information systems. So that's that's what I studied. Then my first job introduced me to what now defined my career, uh, data analytics. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a lot of data analytics. I was uh, training clients in a data analytics software and implementing the software and at the same time supporting the clients. So that was my first job. And this I studied in Uganda. I did my undergraduate degree in Uganda. So I worked in Uganda for about uh, two years. Mm-hmm. Then I decided to come back home. Mm-hmm. So I came back home. I did a bit of jobs here and there. Still ended up in data analytics. And eventually I landed on what for a long time was my dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a big four company. So mm-hmm. I worked uh, at one of the big four companies for a while. Mm-hmm. And still, I was doing a lot of uh, data analytics, product and client management for this particular data analytics software. And I really grew through this period. I, I got to learn a lot. And because for the big four, there's a lot of consulting. So I got to learn many things in very many different areas. Mm-hmm. And now came time for me to move from the big four. And I moved into uh, what people from big four refer to as the industry. And I moved into uh, the railway industry. And I did uh, IT audit. Basically, now I moved from client and product management to IT audit. Mm-hmm. That worked for a while. But I think my personality, product and client management was working because I'm very relational, as I had mentioned earlier. So IT audit worked for a while, but no, not so much because it's really the systems. Yes, you're interacting with people, but it's more very uh, behind the desk kind of work. Then I made another move. (laughs) I happened to make very many moves. (laughs) Okay. I made another move and I moved into the insurance industry. 
uh, and now I moved into internal audits. Yeah. Uh, internal audits, basically, yes, uh, there's really? a bit of it's still, or it's not very different from IT audits. It's just that now this time round you're doing operations audit. So you are auditing the HR department, you're auditing finance okay. department, mm-hmm. procurement. Yes, but I was. Honestly, I was unhappy for the longest time because audit is a lot. It's it's very close to policing. <laughs> audit is very close to policing, and it's it's an enforcing kind of uh, career. You have to be very strong in enforcing uh, stuff, yeah. and you have to be willing to ask people the hard questions. And mm-hmm. yes, now my personality, honestly. I am sunshine. Like yeah. <laughs> I will walk into if if I if Masi was to be a color, Masi would be yellow. So yellow and audits. It it, 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 it it wasn't working. Yeah. It wasn't working. So I, I struggled for a long time. I, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I'd wake up every morning and I ask myself, okay, so today I'm going to do this, but Am I really happy with what I am doing? Mm-hmm. No. Now, through this period internally, I've I've always known what I have been called to do, but I haven't been doing it. I, I know what, okay, when I say called, that that's very Christianized. Let me say, I've, I, I know my purpose. Mm-hmm. My purpose is uh, to work with people, specifically ladies through life, and just lift them up from wherever they are to the next level. So it could be things like counseling. It could be things like uh, advising someone. It's oh, very coaching it's it's not it's it's not anything to do with the internal kind of audit internal audit work I was doing or the IT audit work I did at some point mm-hmm. yeah so I had to really ask myself if I was happy with what I was doing and I wasn't I, I wasn't I was quite unhappy and yes I was getting a good salary and I am paying bills. I am raising my three children alone. So having a stable job is very important for me. So for a long time, I've always made my decision based on the children. But I've kept asking myself, so if I if I die right now, will I have done something for Mercy? Mm. Will I, is there a decision that I've, I'd have made because of Mercy or all, all that I'm doing is I am making my decision based on uh, the children that I'm raising. And it's a good thing and it's it's a responsible thing to make decisions, um, you know, based on the fact that I have these three children that I'm raising. But I, I'd reached a point in my life where I was like, no. I need to leave my purpose. I need to get into that which excites me. I want to be able to sleep at night mm-hmm. and look at life and I'm like, wow, today was a good day. I had an impact on so-and-so's life directly. Yeah. So here I was, yes, I'm having an impact. I'm raising my children, but beyond my children, mm-hmm. what's more? What's what's the legacy that I'm leaving behind? So I I took I took the jump and I resigned beginning of August. I said I need to really pursue what what my purpose is. And I I must say I did not have a grand plan of <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. I have ideas in my head. I know what it is that keeps me um, alive and fulfilled. I've done a bit of it uh, in my own small way. I remember processing this with a friend of mine and he actually asked me tough questions. He asked me, so what has stopped you all these years from doing that which you say fulfills you? Mm-hmm. And I had to sit back and I realized I've actually done it in a way. Mm-hmm. I've just not done it fully, full-fledged. So one of the things that I do, especially with my knowledge, because I'm very passionate about 
the girl child mm -hmm. and the girl child who is uh, like underprivileged and uh, you know she's she does not have access to the kind of resources that I had growing up. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things that I do with my nannies. One, I usually check in nannies who, one of the questions that I ask them before, like, as I interview is, what do you want to do beyond being this, a nanny, being yeah. a nanny? Mm -hmm. You really have to have a plan beyond being a nanny for me to actually take you in. And so for one of my nannies, what I did is she, she passed. She got a good grade in high, in high school. Mm -hmm. I, she got a fairly okay grade, but because she just didn't have someone to pay her school fees in college. So she ended up now, you know, looking for a nanny job. So mm -hmm. she worked for me for, for about two years. We agreed she'd work for two years. Then on the third year, oh, I happen to be a mother of twins. So mm -hmm. when my twins now started school, we had agreed she's, uh, she, she'd go to college. So I'd, I paid half her school fees. And as she'd been working for me, she was saving up her money also. So I paid half, she paid half. And last year she graduated at Kim. Wow. Yeah. And it's really amazing, Mercy. That's, I think that that for me was such a big, I look back at that and I'm like, I've changed, I've made an impact on one life somewhere. Yeah. She's, she got a job. She's working now as, as an administrator. Then the other nanny, because sometimes I'll get one who maybe did not get all the way to high school. Mm -hmm. So this other one, when my son started school, I, we made arrangements. She wanted to do tailoring, so made arrangement with a local tailor. So she's, uh, when my son is in school, I'm aware at work, she'd go and do her tailoring. Yeah. Of course, it takes a lot of sacrifice because now, for example, the one who was at Kim, it meant my Saturdays and Sundays were basically I had to be at home and yeah, take care of all the yes. Yeah. So sometimes it would mean I'm going to the market with <laughs> with my three kids because because they were too young to live yeah. in the house alone. And sometimes it was difficult, honestly. But now looking back, it was worth it. And now we've started having discussions with my current nanny. We had uh, talked about this. She was supposed to join a teacher's training college um, come next year. But yeah, COVID and all that, we, I'm still very unsure how that will work. Mm -hmm. But now we are trying to figure out if she can get a college mm -hmm. within Nairobi. So she goes to college. And, and at the same time, yes, yeah. and, and comes back home. So let's see. And that that is what excites me. That that is what fulfills me. So <laughs> I, I want to walk into this. I am yes, having a corporate job was very nice. It's secure, and I have a salary at the end of the month. I am certain I am going to be paid. But I had no fulfillment or joy out of it. And I think there comes a point in life where you ask yourself, there really has to be more to life. It yeah. can't be the rat race. I am paying bills. Every month I am paying bills and I have this security and peace in, in terms of I am certain of where the next meal is going to come from. But mm -hmm. I don't have, I'm not having an impact. I'm not living out the life that I know I have, I was created for. Yeah. Yes. And I get that. And I think this is what really intrigued and excited me about you and, and your story. Because, you know, a lot of us are probably stuck in jobs that we feel are not fulfilling and we are unhappy and the environment is not good for us. But you actually made them. You know, that alone just shows that you have really probably thought about 
about it. You have literally come full circle and discovered Afana. There's more to life. What really yes. pushed you to, to take that, you know, to write that letter and say, you know what, I'm done? A lot. Mm-hmm. I... I I guess also the fact that I'm feeling like I'm no longer young anymore. Mm-hmm. So I turn um, 36 in October, mm-hmm. and I I want to I want in my 80s to sit and look back at life and know for a fact that I've lived a full life. Like I did not hold back. I did not. I don't have regrets in mm-hmm. terms of. There are things I know I should have done and they, they kept me up and I was just too scared to step out. I I suffered a lot from insomnia um, through this whole process and I, I, I kept asking myself, so really, there has to be more. So that just the fact that there really has to be more to life, mm-hmm. that made me uh, step out, uh, to be honest, like in fear. Yes, I do not know what the future holds, but... Let's do this. Then I had prayed about this for a while. I had prayed about this for a while. I had consulted. And I'll tell you for a fact, most of those around me were like, Mas, it's not a good idea. Because the COVID period. Yes. In the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> you know. You're raising three children alone. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you crazy? What's the plan? Mm-hmm. But... I was not fulfilled. Really, I wasn't fulfilled. And because I have been here for a while and I really had to sit sit and really ask myself the tough questions. Uh, I get bored. Uh, the, the jobs that I've been getting after about two years, I'd get bored mm-hmm. and start again, you know, looking for the next thing. And that, that's when I realized, you know what, the fact that I was getting bored is because I was just not living out. I was not working in the environment that I'm supposed to be working in. I am not pursuing who Masi really is and what my purpose is. So yeah. I, I think for me, it was just time to stop lying to myself and, and step out. For the longest time, my dream, my dream was very, <laughs> it was very career oriented. Yeah. I, 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 I wanted to be on top 40 under 40, uh, boardroom manenos, Olivia Popcorns, mm-hmm. Red oh. Motor. Heels. <laughs> that was must. Yeah. That was must. But I think growing up, and I say this growing up, I mean my the years after my third, like when I turned 30, mm-hmm. I started realizing there's more to life than this corporate idea that I had planned in my whole head. So that that drove me to just say, no, there's, there's, there's a lot more that I can do with who I am. What has given me gifts that I'm not putting to use. I am, um, I'll be like one of those, you know, the, ta- the story, the talent story. Yes. I, I was simply going to be this person who's... Who will return their talent. Yes, who, who's buried their talent. Yeah. And the other thing is, at some point I was writing a lot, but now because of the pressures of the corporate job, and the person I had become, I, I kind of stopped writing. I, I, I like saying I'm an emotional writer. I write from how I'm feeling. But if I'm not even allowing myself to breathe and feel, I, I can't even write. Mm-hmm. So for me, that, that was also another sign that I have lost. I have lost who I am. Yeah. And because from my writing, uh, before I have met people, there are people who've been inspired, the ladies who I've ended up working with just, just from writing. So I... I do not want to go back to God and he's like, I gave you a gift, I gave you stuff, but what did you do with them? With her. Yes. Share with us some of the key lessons you've picked along your journey that you would encourage somebody and say, you know, from my experience, this is what I have learned and this is what I am taking into my next phase of life. I think my biggest lesson in life is simple. Mm-hmm. Imagine it's okay not to have figured it out. <laughs> 
there's a lot of pressure to know what you're going to do with yourself. I mean, we have this, this timelines that we have set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get married by this age. I'm going to have kids by this age. For me, it was by the time I'm 30, mm-hmm. I'm done popping kids. I can now work out and, you know, mm-hmm. get, back. yeah, snap back, get that body back. And then, you know, focus <laughs> and on then, my and career. Then focus on my career. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm I'm learning that life is life is a journey. It's not an event, and most times the pressures of the world, what we see going on, really we try to make it seem an event. The truth is, and especially because of I think our age, or let me say those of us who are growing up right now, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure. What we see on social media really makes you think mm-hmm. this is what life is. But the truth is, and I've, I've seen this quote being put so many times, but I don't think as human beings we are allowing it to settle in our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, life is not about oh, social media. What people put up on social media really are their successes. No one is putting up their failures. No one is putting out the, the places, you know, the, the areas where they failed and they had to rise again. So for me, my biggest lesson has been, one, it's okay not to have figured it out. Yeah. To decide, decide for yourself what success looks like That's and powerful. write it down, write it down mm-hmm. because people have, we look at success differently uh, and it's okay for success to keep changing for how success looks like to you to keep changing. Yeah. In my twenties, mm-hmm. it was the red bottom heels, Olivia Popcourt, Olivia Popcourt, uh, Boardroom Manenos, really, let's get this done. To 40 and 40, like really big corporate kind of person. Mm-hmm. In my 30s, I'm finding that my joy and my success is, what I define as success is one, have I been a present parent? Have I been there for my children? And two, whose lives have I impacted positively? That I can actually, like directly, I can say I have walked with this lady and I've seen her move from here, from point A to point B, and she's now able to sustain herself, you know, and maybe influence another woman and another woman. So for me, that is what success looks like. So just define what success looks like. And then I think lastly, and uh, I do not know who your audience is, but connect with your maker, connect with your maker, connect, connect with God. Like for me, God is very, very important. And it it is the reason, the, the fact, my relationship with God is what actually helped me uh, come to that decision to walk away from this job because I kept asking myself, God has created me for a reason. Is this it? There has to be. And I constantly feel like there's a lot more mercy. There's a lot more. This is not it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I love that you're willing to share your story even when you haven't figured it out. And one of the things I keep saying in this podcast is that life is a journey and we evolve. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to you know acknowledge that you still have a long way to go in certain aspects of your life. Yeah? Yes. So any advice you give to anybody struggling and feeling so discouraged about this growth phase of life when things are not clear, when you don't know what the future holds, what would you say to that person? I've, I've come to learn um, you just need to be able to see the next step. So a while back, I, I went hiking on Gong Hills and the first time we did a hike, it was very bright. There was no cloud and 
it was difficult to do that hike because I could see the distance ahead and I was like, my goodness, I need to cover that distance. That's difficult. Mm. I, I don't think I'm going to make it. And now you start speaking to yourself. Your, your mental state is like, that's so hard. Am I going to make it? The second time we did the hike, there's a lot of fog. Mm-hmm. So you could not see ahead. All you could see was the very next step. You, you, you'd not be able to see like a, a long distance ahead. So what have I learned? I, I, th- that helped me understand that, you know what? Most times we really struggle with life because we want to see the grand picture, the yeah. five-year plan. Yeah. You know, I need to be here within five years. And those are important. But just take the next step. Just just face t- tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just face tomorrow. And after facing tomorrow, when you're in tomorrow, face the next day and the day after and the day after. So when you break life life into small pieces like that, it becomes very, it becomes, let me say, easier to deal with than wanting to figure out the whole one year, I need to do this, I need to do that. So just face what you have right now then. Tomorrow, have enough hope to face tomorrow. Then face tomorrow, then move to the next day. It becomes a lot more easier Mm -hmm. than having to face the whole big journey. And I guess that's what really makes us anxious if you're looking at this huge mountain. Yes. And it can feel a bit overwhelming. Actually, a lot lot Mm -hmm. overwhelming. So October is coming, our birthday yes. month. Yes, for some reason. <laughs> yes, yes, our birthday month. And we were speaking earlier before we started recording, and you said that this is the first birthday you feel like you're going to be just so relaxed and happy with where you are in life. What are you Gosh. looking forward to do? Because, Gosh. of course, you have finished serving your notice, and now you'll be free, so to speak. Uh, I am very, very excited about October this uh this year mm-hmm. i'm usually okay i'm big on my birthday not so big but yeah not not too extra yeah. <laughs> just just enough the other thing i love about the month of october is the jacaranda tree is in full bloom yeah. the purple everywhere i i, I love that tree mm-hmm. I, I really really love I, I feel like it just colors the world so this particular birthday, I'm, I'm turning 36 mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm never shy of saying my age. I am proud of my age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I refuse to hide my age and say, no, mm-hmm. I am turning 36 and I am grateful to God for all these years that I have lived. So this year, what I'm looking forward to is I am going, one, I'm taking October off as a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Really, I, I just want to rest. I want to pray. I want to Netflix and chill. I want to just kusa. Like mm-hmm. for once in my life, I can I just rest a little? My firstborn is 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like for the last 11 years, it's just been, even when I get a chance to rest, I am not really resting. So I may be resting, but there's, there's still something, there's still something over my head. So mm-hmm. this year I, I want to be working, so I'm going to rest. And I feel like for the first time I have chosen mercy. So for me, it's a big deal that this birthday, my 36th birthday, yeah. I actually made the decision to choose mercy and what really, really fulfills mercy. I plan to do a simple uh, dinner with my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, just yeah. just go for dinner with them and celebrate my birthday. Initially, I had really, really Diane was was <laughs> calling <laughs> my name. Grand plan. Diane has been calling my name for a while, but I also have to be responsible in that. Right now that I have stepped out, I'm not going to 
it Use won't be prudent to take my savings yeah. to go to Diani. So Diani will happen another time, God willing, yeah. in his own way, he will make it happen. Yeah, so I, I just want to do a simple dinner with my kids and just celebrate my birthday. That's that's it. Yeah, and then yeah. rest. So October for me is it's just going to be a month of rest, reset. Because the thing about resting is when we rest, we actually get to listen. When we still our voices and the noise around us, mm-hmm. we get to listen to what's inside us. So I'm going to also do a lot of journaling in October. As I also, because this part of the journaling is what is going to help me realize or really map mm-hmm. out a plan for mm-hmm. what's next. Yes. Awesome. I really yeah. wish you the very, very best. Of Thank course, you. I will be checking on you. Thank you. Thank you. Just, you know, keep encouraging you even as you yeah. move into the next phase of, of life. Are you going Thank to get you. back to writing? Definitely. Yeah. Can't definitely. De- def- definitely. I'm going back to writing, <laughs> which means I'm going back to reading. One of the things that, uh, as someone who writes, you learn is you're not going to be able to write if you're it not reading. And I haven't read, okay, I've been reading, but not as before, because yeah. before I'd make sure I've finished this book, then I move on to the next. I mean, I right now I have about 15 to 20 books on my bookshelf yeah, that, that I haven't read, read. yes, no so because there, there has been no time. So mm-hmm. I'm also going to use October to really, really read. So I'm going to finish most of those books mm-hmm. and then I'm going to write again. Oh, I, I I hope the 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 juices the writing juices are going to flow again. They will. Yes, they yes, will. yes. Any final thoughts? Anything that is in your heart that you want to share before we end this? Life is for living, man. <laughs> Let me, life is for living. If you're in a situation where honestly you you can feel you're not living, and the truth is, I think quite a number of us settle for a mediocre kind of life. Mm. In that you're in a situation, it could either be a job, a marriage, a situationship, whatever, mm-hmm. that you feel you're very restricted, you're not yourself, you become this other person that you are not created to be. But we stick there, we stay there because it's safe. Yeah. It's safe. And if I step out, what will people say? Or if I step out, then what next? But in so doing, we are living, but we are dead. Our hearts have dulled, our, our, our laughter no longer exists, our eyes are just hollow. Mm-hmm. Leave, just, just leave. Do not, do not die before your time. Do not die before your time. The fact that you're still alive right now, God has a reason and a purpose why you're alive. Please live a full life. That at the end of it, when honestly, when you die and uh, you're put to the ground, those around you will be like, "That was a life that was." Yeah. Yeah. So live, live. Wow. Whatever living leads to you, find it and, and live. live. Yes. We are going to end on that very positive note. Thank you so much, Mercy. For Thank coming. you. Are you gonna come again when I invite you? Why oh, do you have? <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Definitely, definitely. And I'll I'll keep, now that I know about this podcast, I'm going to to listen in, you know, because I think there's something inspiring about people actually living their purpose. Yes. And not settling for what we all settle for, paying bills and whatever it is, Mm -hmm. responsibilities and all that. Yeah, Yeah, finding your purpose and also just making sure that your purpose also somehow is, is... Paying your bills. Yeah. I think that's huge. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So good to have you here. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lillian.